I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Oh, sorry about that, but um, oh, I'm not going to give you an excuse. <laughs> It's all going so well, wasn't it? I thought my, my opening link had energy, it had verve, it had concision. And then I just... Um, I, the way it was counting, see, it was counting the wrong way, I didn't know it It was ended. too quick. You caught yeah. me unawares, I was eating Haribo. It's what happens oh. if you play a two-minute song. That song is two minutes long. It's very it, short. Yeah, but I like that. It's a challenge, I think, to the uh, mm. producer to get everything ready in, in one minute 55. <laughs> anyway, I can only apologise. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with um, Emily and with Gareth. I feel stiff with stress already. <laughs> Oh, Steve. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> that's the morning. Oh, that's. I know. I feel we've started. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even mm. then, I nearly press Wednesday morning, the one that we <laughs> use for our special one-off midweek yeah. podcast. That's going very well, if you don't mind me saying. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, welcome to the, the show. And I've I've been I've actually uh, I've had a week of rest. Oh, have you? More or less. Yeah. Oh, because your TV show's not on anymore. I don't mean it's been cancelled. Oh, well, you know, no, just bring that <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, so I went, uh, I, I went to Gloucestershire. I went out, out and about. And um, I went to a place called Borton on the Water. Have you ever heard of it? Um, no. Oh, well. There's a place I like there. that you don't bother to ask me. No. <laughs> I don't know, Gloucestershire. <laughs> I can imagine you've got a friend that's got, uh, perhaps... Doesn't Kate Winslet have a house oh, there? Oh, yeah, yeah, they've got I, some nice houses there. I imagine you'd, you'd know Kate Winslet. Do you know Kate Winslet? No, I don't. I've heard she's a bit actressy. Anyway. You know why, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I went to a place called Birdland. Oh. Oh. Which, um, can you guess what Birdland is? It's not like some Hugh Hefner type place. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It's, um, it's a sort of big aviary. Oh. But with lots of exotic birds in. I thought there's an argument it, it, it should be called bird air. Because that's really their element. Oh, that's true. Very few of them were on the land when I was there. Are they not? So there's, are they quite big cages because... Oh, they're big cages. <laughs> oh, you, you are they flying? Get, they're flying. You could get... I mean, you could get two or three big cats in there. Oh. And instead, there's just like, you know... Well, that would, liven, that would liven up Bird World. <laughs> that, that would get the party started. I don't see why they couldn't just have one cage with a tiger in here. Just very frustrated. What gets me about bird? Obviously, you have to qualify for Birdland by being an exotic bird of some kind. But yeah. all the local birds have come in. Oh, and they're no just good. knocking around. The riffraff. Yeah, they're just knocking around. So there's like a, a, you know, a multicoloured macaw... With like a sparrow on the same perch. <laughs> you think, oh, come on, lads. I bet they really resent the immigrants. <laughs> People coming in, taking their air. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, it's like the velvet rope has yeah. come down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they need it's a stricter kind of, door policy. Yeah, birds. you can't have sparrows in the McCaw cage. <laughs> I saw one cage, and this is absolutely true. All I did, it was two pigeons. And I thought, well, they look like the pigeons, you see. And then I realised there was no top on this cage. They'd just come in and taken it for their own. And they were sitting in there like they were an exhibit. There's no top on the cage? No top well, on the cage. Well, it's not a cage then, is it, for birds? Not really. They haven't thought that through. Also, <laughs> oh. if you're paying good money to go to Birdland, one pound twenty or whatever it is, six pounds, six splashed out on your girlfriend. Six pounds fifty. You yeah. was robbed, mate. Six pounds wow. fifty for a few. I hate birds. You've anyway. seen the internet. You can <laughs> Don't you birds hate birds? The they've just, they're very. They peck and they've got horrible personalities. <laughs> I just. Ne- I've never met a bird I like. Oh, there was a lovely. <laughs> there was a lovely big, uh, big talking parrot thing. Oh, was there? Yeah, oh. that was. Now that did strike me that. Could a parrot... One thing I've never heard of a parrot being used for is a translator. <laughs> but oh. that could explain what the other birds are saying as it speaks, <laughs> in, as it's bilingual. Yeah. And it's there, I've never heard it used in that way. Uh-huh. I mentioned this. Yeah. Um, and someone said to me that, that that's, that's me assuming that um, parrots have some sort of... They understand English, whereas mm. they don't understand it. Apparently, they just learn it parrot fashion. (laughs) Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? (laughs) But I love that idea. Also, there was a thing there, and it was called something like the Aredius Herodius. You know, they get the the, 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 uh, the Latin. And honestly, I 
I was so amused by this name. I said, Aredius Arodius. And at that moment, he came right to the bath. <laughs> and I thought, does, does this thing answer to its Latin name? Wow. I know what that That's is, Frank, because you always have run-ins with that. Remember the run-in with the gorilla? They always bond with you animals. There's a chimpanzee. Oh, I'm sorry. The gorilla I found <laughs> slightly standoffish. <laughs> well, not so much stand, a squat. Squat-offish, he was. <laughs> yeah, I saw the famous... Do you remember the famous guy, the gorilla? Oh, yeah. yeah Didn't I, he die in 1952 or something? I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> that was the run-in. Yeah, I, I referred like, to. There's, there's a certain <laughs> level of surliness that I won't take. <laughs> yeah. I, I gobbed on him a few times. <laughs> um, I, he was a silverback, so no one noticed. <laughs> I was gobbing on him for two oh months every time he turned. But uh, in the I end, love that you say gob. It's so 70s Birmingham. You never hear that outside of those confines. In the end, I split his head like Gordon Ramsay splitting <laughs> right. a cabbage. I won't take that, even from a gorilla. You should have saw the snowy elves. One of them was completely cross-eyed. <laughs> completely cross-eyed. I mean, in an unbelievable... Look, I looked over my shoulder and it looked at me to see what it was looking at. And there was a sense they, they they were very close together, as if they were up to something. What the snowy owl? I felt that I felt they were saying, "Look, as soon as it snows, we're out of here." <laughs> well, they they were probably in cahoots. <laughs> oh, Gareth, fine work. Does that quite work? work? Yeah, sort of does. Do hoot, they... Owls hoot. They twit to woo, don't they? They were they were together like they were you know arranging something. They were in cahoots. Mm. That sort of works, doesn't it? I'm not. I'm not happy with it. Can we workshop it during uh, this thing? By the way, if you want to, uh, if you want to text us on eight twelve fifteen, that oh, would yeah. be absolutely brilliant. Because otherwise, we feel like we're talking to ourselves. Not that I mind that, generally speaking, but I love to hear from our fabulous. Any listeners. bird sanctuary stories? Like yeah, the one we just are, heard. There are enough bird sanctuary <laughs> anecdotes on on this station. I've said that once. I've said it a thousand times. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, Guy the Gorilla died in 1978. Yes. That, All right, I was wrong. On this programme, that qualifies as a newsflash. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so when I said I saw him, how could I have seen him in 1952? That was your suggestion. No one's taking away... I was the last person to see him. Can I just say that? Well, that's what we've heard. Hey, listen, we've had uh, a text in Frank on 812.15 saying, I've been to Birdland at... Bur- Is it Borton or Burton on the water? Borton. Borton on the water. Did you see those giant fish? I did see the giant fish, yeah. But I tell you what's disappointing about the giant fish. They're 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 black and they're in like a a lake, obviously. Well it's not gonna be in a cage. Yeah. So you can hardly you want you want the brightly coloured, the koi. You want the koi, ideally. Mm. These were just like vague shadows moving about. Well I think I think in Birdland fish are a bonus of any sort. Well that's that's <laughs> that is true. I mean why they were in Birdland <laughs> But let's face it, you're not gonna get people into fish land. <laughs> Sea world. I maybe. hate fish almost as much as I hate birds. What do you like in the animal kingdom? I like a panther. Do you? Oh. But that's another story. Yeah. So where else have you been this week? Uh, what else have you done with your time? Well, while I was boughting in... in I, I suspect this is a boughting in the water special. Yeah. I went to my first ever model village. Did you? Mm. Oh. oh, no, I like that's something I do like, a model village. Oh, you do like a model yes. village? Yes, there's one in Cornwall I'm a fan of. I prefer of. A, a glamour model village. <laughs> OK, they're a bit common, but, you know, they're curvy, and I like that. Now, I went to the uh, the model village. It was... I'd never... I sort of knew what it was, but I imagine it would be made out of some sort of very reinforced card. Mm. But it was made from Cotswold stone, would you believe that? Oh, wow. And the churches in the yeah. model village... You know, it's, it's a scale model. It's one-nineteenth, apparently, of the size of the real village. Oh, OK. okay. And it was very handy because uh, we hadn't got any food in, me and Kath, my girlfriend. So I said, well, look, there's a spa over there. <laughs> so we were able to spot it in the model village and then, mm. and then work out where it was. It's, it's very handy. It's like a very old-fashioned sat-nav. So it was, it, was a, it was a model of the actual village... Yes. Oh, right. That's what a model what village is. No, that is not the case. That is not the case. Sometimes you have model villages that are just imaginary places. They're you not- do. <laughs> How do you know? When did you do your I've degree to, in model villagery? I've been to model villages, and like they had a model Eiffel Tower, they had the model all yeah, sorts of Yeah, was that in landmarks. Paris that you went to that one? <laughs> no, it wasn't. They don't always act as maps Blackpool? to the place you're in. 
Well, I've only been to one. I've just said yeah. I've never been to one before, and suddenly I'm being I'm being picked apart yeah. for my model village lack of knowledge. Did the mod Did the model village have a model village in? Well, it's funny you should say that. Mm. And let's face, we've been waiting for me to use that <laughs> phrase. Um, it did have it had exactly that in the corner of the model village wow. was the model village model village. And did that model village have a model village? You know, it may have, but I I <laughs> couldn't see. I, you know, it, if it did have, it was tiny. So you took your girlfriend on your week off to the model village <laughs> and the bird sanctuary. Oh. Yeah, that was me done then. I felt lucky cat. I thought my job here is done. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want? Yeah, it was. I was. I like. I, they, they had churches in the model village, obviously, because the church is in the real village. Yeah. And they had um, the, the sound of a choir singing emanating from each of the churches. Oh, that's so quite it was an, nice. oral, an oral experience as, as well as visual. Did they have doll's house food? Did you know that's my favourite? They didn't have doll's house food. Oh. Not that I saw any, no. I used to have my cigarettes in the doll's house when I was younger. That's a lovely, sweet story <laughs> of childhood, isn't it? Cigarettes <laughs> in the doll's house. A novel by Battle Bainbridge. So, Jane Turner is our guest today. Oh, yeah, Kath and Kim. Yeah, um, Kat, she's Kath of Kath and Kim. Oh, yeah, let's get that right. Yeah, she's, she's the mom. She's the mom, even though she's only six months older than the other actress. Can you believe that? Mm. That's what's happened to the modern world. I mean, 12-year-old, you know, that was that used to be a big story. <laughs> Nowadays, they're basically coming out at the same time, mothers and daughters. They're coming out arm in arm from the womb. Um, adverts, is that who we're playing? They were, I used to like that band. <laughs> Do you remember the adverts? No. No. Honestly, you don't remember Guy the Gorilla, or at least when he died. I'm still being questioned about that. <laughs> they found one single shoe print by the cage. That'll never get me. Absolute radio. Do we buy any cars? We buy any cars? <laughs> um, we don't, by the way. That was I was just singing that song. I don't used to think that we all buy any cars. I don't want people turning up here with an old Vauxhall Viva thinking I'm going to take it off their hands. No, sirree. I'm open to offers. Um, Ali in Tottenham, Frank, has sent in a text. Mm. Morning all. I went to that model village. Fabulous. Yeah. That's someone who went to Birdland and yeah. someone who went to the Model Village. What a small world we live in. And, like it, it? Well, Ali says it was on a first date with a man who had an ambition to photograph every Model Village in England. <laughs> Brilliant. She oh. says, well, no, because she says there wasn't a second date. Uh, well, the trouble is with that, you're going to cover a lot of ground. The second, I mean, yeah. all close together. If I, let's just, um, I know you can't see this at home. Let, I'm just going to, I've got a grid here of the model villages of Great Britain. I like you both. I looked off. You as both looked as if I had got one. I can't believe you <laughs> fell for that. You fools. I believe we have some, we've had some emails. We have during the week. Some email heskies. Oh, I like email heskies. <laughs> um, this is a great one I really like from Gary De- Never Can I say never start anything like that? Oh, but I like Gary it, Davenport. But now you've set up a standard oh, having I? to be a great one. I mean, imagine. <laughs> Gary at home must be, he must be quaking in his boots. He must be nervous. Okay. Well, let's get the jury's out. I purchase any vehicles. <laughs> I purchase any vehicles. <laughs> They're broadening out now. You see, it used to be cars. Now they'll, they'll take a bicycle off your hands. <laughs> that would be a very scary ad. I wouldn't like that. I'll purchase any vehicles. I'm a horrible old Victorian man, it sounds like. <laughs> Rag and Bone Man. So, uh, Gary Davenport says, Dear Frank, Emily and Gareth, I had what I call an idiotic eureka moment a few days ago. I'm going to write that down. Mm. Idiotic eureka. Didn't she used to be on Shooting Stars? Oh. Idiotic. Still is. OK, everyone got that? Idiotic eureka? Okay. Yes, idiotic eureka moment. Um, so he says, A competition appeared on TV recently with the question, What type of dancing did Stavros flatly parody? Hmm. I had the said eureka moment when I suddenly realised that Flatley must be a reference to Michael Flatley, oh, the legendary yeah. Irish dancer. So I realised it was Irish. I explained my euphoria to my fiance Michelle, and she looked at me and said, "You've only just got that, you idiot." So that was wow. his idiotic eureka moment because it happened know, much I, later I, on I know, in time. I know exactly what the same thing mm. happened to me with the. Do you remember the British Telecom adverts with um, Maureen? Oh Lippmann? yeah, BT. Her name yeah. was. Yeah. Her name was BT. Yeah. 
Do you know it took me a year and a half to work oh. out that, that was a pun on B2? I never realised that. You didn't realise that. You've only just got it. Oh yeah. my God, you just idiots. Think, you lucky listeners, you were here at the moment when Gareth got the BT pun. And uh, I had to tell him, can I say? I remember the day that, that the really? clonk of a penny dropping, and I thought, oh, that's. A, I get and, it. And you do, I did exactly what he did. I, I, I told someone as if they hadn't got it yet. <laughs> And they just looked at me as if I was some sort of fool. I did that in a restaurant recently. Um, all my anecdotes involve a restaurant in some way. And it was quite a posh restaurant. Mm. And you know when they give you that lemon and it has a little muslin pouch over it, a little muslin bag over the lemon? No, have no, you... no idea what you're talking about, no. Yeah, you do. Frank, have you had it? Yeah, I, I think that's to stop um, a pips going into Yeah, a, but I, I only realised that about a week ago. I didn't know that. What did you think it was for? <laughs> I thought it was like I thought it was like decorative to make it look nice. <laughs> well, it does look nice. Huh? I think I think muslin has it's got a lovely softness about it. <laughs> muslin. So, um, Gary has had another example of this, which I quite like. Oh, Gary's the on same an Gary. Roll. Yeah, he said my fiance had her own one recently. We bought a new sun hat for our daughter Gemma, which bore an uncanny resemblance to a nun's habit. She asked me, "What's a nun's habit?" To which I replied, "It's the name of the headgear worn by nuns." After about a 30 second pause, she said, Oh, now I get it. Sister Act 2, back in the habit. <laughs> Ever wow. since the film came out, she thought that Whoopi Goldberg was simply back in the habit of being a nun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can never know where the holes are going to be in someone else's knowledge, poor, poor lad. <laughs> I think people could phone in on that if anyone yeah. else has had a. Had a what, what does he call them? Idiotic Eureka Idiotic moments. Idiotic Eureka moments. So we're calling it an, an IEM. Oh, I like it. It's very hot in here, by the way. Oh, I'll turn it down. Oh, dear, I'm I'm proper... Honestly, you could stick... I could probably stick paper to me, look, without... (laughs) I've become... I've turned everything around me into a post-it. I'm so clammy. I've got a a fine film on me of slime. Anyway, you don't know that. Do, so do text us on 81215 yeah. for your idiotic eureka moments. Does this want to be a good one or a bad one? I can never decide. Well, you just never know. Because some weeks we ask the question, I have great anticipation. We yeah. get nothing. And then some weeks I'll mention my girlfriend's um, rubber circle thing she puts around her hair. We get 5,000 texts saying what they're called. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, um, I've got an email as well. Have we got time for that? No, we've got to have okay. some music. I mean, we have certain some obligations. Music. This is a music station. <laughs> I can't just sit here listening to you read out emails all day. I mean, it's a job. I know we love it, but it's, you know, we have responsibilities. Do your be go go! You know, you were talking about the BT advert, and now it had taken you all this time to realise that it was a pun on BT, her name, BT. Yeah. Uh, we've had about three emails in from people, including Rob from Elford, who says, I'm 40 years old and I've only just now got the BT from BT bit myself. Have I, have I enlightened mm. the nation with yeah. this? Yeah. And um, we've also had John from Telford, who said, about eight years ago, I got the sooty and sweep connection. I was 35 <laughs> years old. I must admit, I don't think I've actually consciously thought about sooty no, and sweep. No, I haven't. <laughs> sooty and sweep. Yeah, of course. Mm. I still don't get it. Because <laughs> sooty and then that's sweet. Oh, I get it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know if they're good. still working, but we've got it. At least we've worked out their names now. Um, I've got an email um, from Will Sutton, and um, he says, "Dear Frank, Emily, and Gareth, an, anec- an anecdote on a recent theme, if I may: celebrity shopping." Not long before he resigned, Sir Ian Blair, a former frequent correspondent with the show, I recall. Oh, we should point out that we have someone called Ian Blair who sometimes texts in, who's not the same as the former police commissioner. No. Who no. I presume he's talking about. Well, we don't know, do we? Then it's not him. Well, I don't know, but he resigned under some controversy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Ian, Bla- Ian Blair re- appeared behind me alone and looking pale at the Sainsbury's checkout. Oh. He was buying a large family-sized cottage pie and two <laughs> bottles of red wine. <laughs> Oh, has it come to this? <laughs> I've always liked to think that this was his nightly diet of comfort food during difficult times and one that could help steer even the most troubled soul through choppy waters. I oh. think he was going to a George Michael theme party. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hosted by Richard Madeley. <laughs> <laughs> Well, every time it rains, it rains, penance from heaven. We burn cars! We burn cars! (laughs) Will also says... What do you buy cars? Oh, okay, sorry. Will also says, I was once in a shop buying aftershave next to Robert Mugabe. 
I mean, what? It was Bergdorf Goodman. Do you know that shop, Ella, Emily? Bergdorf. She says Bergdorf's. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what kind of shop is that? It's a, oh, it's a fabulous shop. It's in New York. Oh. It's oh. a very posh shop. It's like sort of something like Harrods or something I in never, New York. I don't think of him as a great traveller, Bob McGarvey. <laughs> oh. No, I'm, I've you know, well, you never see him anywhere other than um, Zimbabwe, do you? Is it Zimbabwe? That's him, isn't it? Yes. Mm, I, yeah. think so. I had a moment of, of terror then that I've got that he's a chance. Well, you would do. He doesn't take kindly to people getting oh, things wrong. Oh, he's good at moments of terror. That's his speciality. <laughs> well, that's fine. What was he buying? He was buying some aftershave. You see, that's because he has that tiny, tiny moustache, that tiny, <laughs> thin moustache that he has to constantly keep. Because mm. it's, it's obviously it's keen to broaden. But he's got a very tiny... Well, it's almost like two... <laughs> what he's done is emphasise you know that thing on the nose yeah, that indentation yeah. looks like a U oh what's it called I know what it's called someone will text in and yeah. tell us what it's called. oh I know that what Filtrum the Filtrum I oh that so. sounds rude I'm worried is that right are you sure that's okay <laughs> Frank know, well let's, 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 let's risk it for a moment okay so, so what he's done is he's enhanced his own Filtrum <laughs> with hair <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm yeah, worried. I'm, I'm worried sure, now I'm that it doesn't sure. mean that. I feel I might have been led into something, <laughs> something crude. I can't believe what? we're talking about Robert Mugabe's filtrum. <laughs> Robert Mugabe's filtrum. What a great name for a band. Write that down. Absolute Radio. Well, we've got lots of um, idiotic Eureka moments. IEMs, we're calling them. Oh yeah. The oh, listeners. I love their the music. Have decided. <laughs> Um, my sister Julia, she was about 20, once asked me a question. Can I ask you a question? She said, yes, I replied. <laughs> you know the two Ronnies? Yes, I said. I can't work it out. It's Ronnie Corbett, right? The little one with glasses. <laughs> yep, I replied. And Bobby Barker. <laughs> Why are they called the two Ronnies? <laughs> Bobby yeah. Barker! That's, in, what, that's an essential piece of uh, information she's got wrong there. <laughs> in working that out. She was never going to work that out with the information she no. was operating on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you've had a, another Eureka moment from Donna, who says, about six months ago, I realised that the no return for two hours sign, when you, you know when you park your car, meant that you couldn't come back and park. I thought it meant you could park and not return to your car for two hours. <laughs> I would spend ages looking for the least strict signs that would oh. let me come back a bit quicker. Oh, no. What's her name? Donna. Oh, Donna, milling yeah. round the shops, trying, <laughs> to, trying <laughs> to kill an hour and a half. I'm not allowed to go back to my car. Oh. I love the idea of a traffic warden going, excuse me, you've only been gone an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oi, come on, clear off. <laughs> By parking here, you promised to be there for two hours. Oh, that is poor Donna. Um, Keith in Worcester Park says it took me years and years to get Sandy Shaw. I thought it was just her name. Well, it is her name, but it's not her real name. It's a kind of a pun, yeah, Sandy Shaw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I only realised very recently Jasper Carrot probably wasn't his real name. Yes. That's probably his But it's less name. of a pun, isn't it? Jasper yeah, it's Carrot. Not really, no, but it is quite a silly name. Um, what was your... <laughs> That's our phone in this morning. Quite silly names. <laughs> Gareth, you had a Malteser one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, good morning to you all. I had an IEM. After years of crunching Maltesers, one day I sucked one and the chocolate melted and my taste buds were teased by the malt. Eureka! I realised why they're called Maltesers. <laughs> Simon in Liverpool. Yeah, the malt. It's never struck me there was malt in Maltesers, I Is must say. No, mm. yeah. Uh, so, cornflakes, you're not telling me that they... <laughs> oh, I yeah. must look up the ingredients. Can I just read out one more text, because it's a bit of a retro one, going back to an earlier subject, which was feels like years ago now, but it was Model Villages. Oh, yeah. And Oz in Oxfordshire says, Dear Frank, for the ultimate Model Village experience, wear a King Kong or Godzilla costume, which I think <laughs> is genius. That would have been a great photo opportunity. <laughs> oh, funny. I'd Holding a little plane. I was reading... Um, the Daily Mirror this morning, and there's a fabulous headline that I like. It, this is from a woman who was a kind of Churchill's secretary type person. And the headline is Churchill had a... She's a, a red-headed woman. Mm. Churchill had a great sense of humour. He used to call me copper knob. <laughs> <laughs> Does that constitute a great <laughs> sense of... God, also, it's a very retro kiss and tell, that, isn't it? It's yeah. going back a bit, really. I could, I could have been a big comic in the 1940s. <laughs> this was the standard well, I was when, when you watch old comedy films, they're not very funny sometimes. Well, oh. that is true. No, so W.C. Fields is good. Yeah. Frank's turned me on to him. Oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, I used to call C-3PO copper knob. <laughs> uh, and you know he didn't he, he didn't warm to it. So, yeah, um, 
I'm uh, something I like. Obviously, it's a, it's a term for a, a redhead mm. person. But I'm liking uh, the idea of Churchill sort of. Uh, we'll come back to World War Two because yeah. Gareth was talking about World War Two earlier, and I thought he had rather a fabulous idea, <laughs> <laughs> which was um, what? <laughs> what was it, Gareth? Well, I thought what what was your favourite bit of World War Two? Which bit would you have most liked to have been part of? <laughs> Can I, I just can I just I compre- it. condense it as well for me? Okay. So I call it fave WW two moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of bits you'd like to have been involved in. A lot of people are glad to have missed out, but no. Let's have a look. Look, this next track is live from the Isle of Wight, two thousand and eight. We're playing it because it's kind of you know Isle of Wight. Well, it's not Isle of Wight weekend because it's not till eleventh um, of June, I don't think. But we're kind of you know we're talking mm. about it. I don't know why. Do we do we sponsor it here? Um, Emma? We, we cover it, yeah. We cover it. Mm. Oh, she's okay. getting loud, isn't she? She liked that bit. <laughs> Saturday morning! So here's my theory. If I'd been at one of the Nuremberg rallies, right, with all the the, yeah. the Nazis, as well, we used to the, call them. the first school. question about w- what would you do in World War II is which side? We don't yeah. have to be in a side. I'm figuring... Well, well I, th- I, think I, it's, I hope it's fairly obvious which side. <laughs> well, no, but I'd be, I'd be amongst them. I'm happy to wear the outfit. Right. But when I raise my hand in Idaho, yeah. you know those little red laser dot things? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I reckon if you'd have got one of them on Hitler on stage at the Nuremberg rallies, <laughs> uh, his popularity would have waned. So yeah. you, but I've seen some quite big stars, and once they've got the red laser on them, they look ridiculous. That would have been good. Or you could have held up one of those big gladiators that sponge thumbs that they have. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> that would have been. They should have all had them. You know, you know what I've just realised? You know, because people say, "Well, why didn't anyone question the Nazis?" It was because whenever they put their hand up, people thought they were just saluting. When they had a question, oh well, put their hand up oh, to ask a question. Yeah. Of course, that's, that's another um, idiotic eureka moment. That's why they put their hands up. Exactly. I'd like to have been there when he, when he shot the dog as well. Yeah. Because you know he shot. What, was that in the bunker? In the bunker. Yeah. What was the dog the called? Blondie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, really? It was called Blondie. Blondie. I think that's right, isn't it? Perfect. Really? Yeah. It was that Blue Peter. Me. Wasn't that Blue Peter? No. no, that was Goldie. Oh, yeah. I know no, that was Shep, John Lewis cried. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so, so he just said, you know, come here, Blondie. <laughs> and it would have come out. What I've always imagined is when uh, Hitler held the revolver. At, at Why Blondie. did he shoot the dog? Because he, was, he didn't want it to live on afterwards. He didn't want it to talk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You don't want any witnesses after a thing like that. If they'd have got a parrot in there, the whole thing could have been translated and everyone would have known. I imagine that when he held the pistol out, that the dog came over and licked, licked, the, licked the end oh, of the pistol. You know what I mean? Not knowing. Oh, and I don't no. think you'd be able to shoot it while it was doing that. Mm. No. No, I think he'd have had, in the end, Ava Braun would have had to have put a knee on its chest and he'd have taken it from just behind the right ear. Um, oh, I'm loving Fave World War II, mate. Yeah, I don't know if it's a real runner, to be honest, Fave <laughs> Also, I think we'd all like to have liberated Paris. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I imagine the twang of stocking tops as the tank went through the The, the holy whores. I tell you what I would have liked. Was the donkeys there? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Heroes of Telemark. That's my favourite. Remember, do you yeah. ever see that film on at Christmas? Telemarketing? <laughs> no, it's all about those Norwegian. They, were, they um, sabotaged. They stopped the Nazis. They were trying to create a nuclear bomb and they stopped them. Mm. Who makes the Nazis? <laughs> okay, we got we got this news coming up and stuff okay. like that. We got Jane Turner, by the way, after the news from. Uh, well, when I say from Captain Kim, obviously she's doing other stuff, but you know, just say help you. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a text in which I'd like to respond to. Can I say that Jane Turner will be with us soon? Oh, fabulous! You've had a text. Yeah, we've had a text in that I'd like to respond to, and it's from someone called Steve Cross, and he says, Has Miss Heute Toide... Did he actually call you Heute? Heute, doesn't he? Yeah, he oh. says, Has she ever been to Birmingham? And I would just like to say, say, Steve, I'm assuming you come from Birmingham, and I'd like to take this opportunity to say I actually love Birmingham, and I had one of my best weekends ever up there with Frank when he got a star. No details. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's all that happened. Yes, if anything, no, a regular listener to the show, we'd know that yeah. we did the show live from Birmingham. Birmingham is one of my favourite places. Turn up having a go at the staff, and I won't have a word said against it unless I say it. Anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for joining in, Steve. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a perfect. It might not be a loaded question. Not exactly. Yeah, he might just be inquiring. I'd like to think he might even be a friend of the show. FOS. He might be a stalker who just lost track. <laughs> <laughs> that that could happen. 
So, um, you know, you went to the model village this week. Yes. And the bird sanctuary. And I think you went to Peckham, Gareth. I went to the Sex (laughs) and the City premiere. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sort of a model village of sorts as well. Very good. Oh, yes. I like it. And a bit of a bird sanctuary. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) A bit of an old bird sanctuary, one could say. Frank. Well, I have to say, I didn't have that good a time. Oh. It was. I described it a bit like a hen light in Hades. Was how I felt it oh, was. Oh, I've been to that nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> hen night in Hades is, is ought to be a sort of a uh, meatloaf. Hen night in Hades. It will be. It will be. Yeah, it will be now. Devil He'll be horns. listening. I'll Meat. Just, I'll just. I'll just Google it. <laughs> this keyboard. I find it. <laughs> I find it clunky in the extreme. That's the iPad for you. Yeah, I know. Um, so I, you didn't like the movie? I didn't like the movie. But it was the prem. Well, yeah, that's what counts. Well, what was difficult about the prem was that they're all there. Got Kwan was there on the wet red carpet. Do you know I had a Got Kwan moment this week? Did Can you? I just yeah, yeah. You've just reminded me. Yeah. I woke up uh, the other morning <laughs> and I put my spectacles on because I wear contact lenses. I'll admit that. Mm. And, I, and my hair had gone up into a, a, a ridiculous wave. And I'd just woken. I looked in the mirror and I really looked like Gokwan. I mean, I really no. looked like him. <laughs> I did. So I thought, <laughs> I look so much like him, I'm going to take a photo of myself <laughs> so I can show it to people and say, look, this is me, Gokwan, when I woke up as Gokwan. And so I, I held the, my iPhone facing um, me, me, the yeah. Gokwan. And I realised, I caught, and I'm ashamed of this, I yeah. caught myself helping it a bit. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, helping yeah, it. I know. I, hel- I helped the lightness a bit. I found myself doing that. Yeah. yeah, I found I myself I know, I understand that. what you mean. Oh. And I was so ashamed of myself, I didn't take the photograph. So that moment's gone oh. forever. Oh. Anyway, so got Kwan was yeah. at Sex so he was doing What his... a surprise Well, exactly. He was there. They were all there. Alan's, uh, Alan Carr and his brother Jimmy Carr. And oh. got Kwan was also... I, I wish I'd known buy that. any car? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to do a better version of that, but quick is always an advantage. Um, and Alan Carr, was, uh, not Alan Carr, Got Quan was saying, girlfriend, you look fierce to everyone. No, it's Stacey from the X Factor. She doesn't look fierce. She looks a bit of a hot mess, actually. Girlfriend, you look fierce. To everyone, that... everyone that walked over to him. Yes, I've said that to a few girlfriends over the years, I must say. And there was, you know what they had, Frank? At Premier's, they have those big, they'd built a massive cascade, a big sort of staircase. So what was awful was, as a civilian, which I am, I've been to Birmingham and I'm a civilian, I walked down and someone famous was in front of me and everyone went, ah! And then I walked down and I swear to God, I heard, oh. Well, that's, I mean, that, that's what happens if you go to those things. I know. Without, without the, I get it myself. I bet you don't. I did, there was a period of about two years when I used to turn up at uh, the occasional Premier. Yeah. And... Um, the paparazzi didn't flinch. They just watch me walk in. <laughs> well, you want to watch me like a street gang. Do something gang. controversial. What could you do controversial to? I suppose I could shoot Rowan Williams, the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> but I don't know if you get invited to premieres after that. You killed Guy the Gorilla. Yeah. I got you loads of press coverage. Yeah, no, 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 I kept that under under my Oh, hat. did you? Oh, oh, maybe you want to leak it. But there was the problem with the premiere, guys, was that there was too much estrogen. It was just driving me mad. And everywhere you looked, there was hair product. And I got home. That sounds like your spiritual home, if you don't mind me saying. But that's not all I Haven't like. You based yourself on no, Sex in the City. That's what irritated me about that film. I'm going to be serious now. Mm. Because it seemed to be saying that you can't have a credit card and read a book. It basically seemed to be saying that. So it's a bit like people saying, oh, you like football, Frank, therefore you've got nothing else in your life. Mm. Mm, serious point, everyone. Something else a girlfriend has said to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, at, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm, I'm fascinated by Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. Because um, she's taken that long face thing. No horse jokes. But no, but I kind of like it. I, I, she's got right. such a long face. I find it, there's something... You wouldn't get tired of that. I think you could go out with her for two years and never get to the end of it in your <laughs> perusal. Do you know what I mean? I imagine the film should have opened... Like, you know how Star Wars opened with that long line of writing? <laughs> if it's slowly panned the length of Sarah Jessica Parker's facts, that would have been one of the great openings of all time. I think that, I like the way she's she's very uh, jolie led as the, as the French she is. say. She's, she's unattractive but attractive. Mm. I'm liking that. Will you jolie boys be led. seeing the film? You won't like it. I oh, won't be seeing it. No. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.
Jane Turner is with us. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. Good morning. So it's very croaky. That's okay. It's very it's very early for an actress, isn't it? It's to be very on? early. Lucky I've just come from the clubs. Been raging all night. Have you come directly from there? I've been at Shallow Land or something. What's it called? Oh, the Shadow Lounge. Shadow. Yeah. Shadow Lounge. Shadow Land. Like, I've come from Shadow Land as a sort of sinister sort of metaphor about Ooh. it. I've oh, come the from Shadowland. <laughs> so I slightly did the accent then, forgive yeah. me for that. <laughs> so, uh, Jane, you're, you're over in London for how long? Uh, another uh, six weeks. How, how do you, have you been to England a lot? Yeah, but I've never had a long stay, so... And how is that? What do you, I always think this with the actors. What do you do in your days? Because obviously you've got a, a show every night. You just sort of walk about in a daze. You don't come alive till It's really true. It's called Dr Footlights. Of course. You feel sick all day, and then as soon as you get to theatre, you go, oh, I feel fine. There's wrong with me. So it's really weird. You feel a bit like you can't really do much during the day. It's I mean, not that it's that demand. It's not like it's an opera or something. But Well, don't you play how many parts in this play? I think 12. I should say that, that, that it's called uh, Holding the Man, and it's at the Trafalgar Studios, mm. which is uh, just mm. off Trafalgar Square. It is. It's a very good spot. And how many parts again? Twelve. Yeah, that that sounds relatively demanding to it me. It is. Well, they're only they're short and funny, but there's there lots of you know I've got to go from really serious to really funny, in in an instant, which sometimes bleeds into each other. And but they're all shades of one another, aren't they? Sorrow and I mean tragedy and comedy. That that's a fabulous point, and not yes. often enough made on commercial radio. <laughs> <laughs> I always think. So can, can can you tell us about holding the man, Jane? Because well, we have listeners yeah, who want to come and see it, obviously. Yeah, well, it's a it's a love story. It's a true story of these of two boys who met at school and um, became lovers. And I actually knew them at school in Melbourne, and I knew them all the way through their lives. And then oh, that um, must be old. Then. Mm, it's weird. It's not as easy. It's good because I know the territory, and I know I actually play one of my best friends, a girl I went to school with. God, that is, that is. She only has about three lines. I made sure of that. (laughs) Yeah, you've got a long memory, Jane, am I right? She shouldn't have wore the same dress for that prom. (laughs) Your accent's going a bit Aussie, I like it. (laughs) She's drawing me in, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, so is it it a a comedy or is it? It's a comedy, yeah, absolutely, it's really funny. Um, it's really fast moving, so it's never boring. There's lots of wigs, and there's like a few of us play a lot of different characters, and then it's really poignant and has sort of a lot of pathos and sort of sadness, and so it's all the emotions. Well, I know it's got is. great reviews because I I often walk home down Whitehall where that is, and uh, it's got things like ten out of ten outside Absolutely. and all that all that stuff. Yeah, no, it's you know thrilling, exciting, move to tears, you know, so hilarious. It's got yeah, it's had fantastic. Bywords. So you've stood outside reading them. <laughs> That's very brave of you. No, I wrote them. <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've done a couple of West End plays and I really wanted to stand outside and look at the reviews and the pictures of me, but I felt so guilty about it. You don't want to be photographed. Oh, no, I avoid the hate the people. <laughs> you don't want to be photographed. No, not reading your own yourself. reviews. Gosh, yeah, am I po- good? Pointing to them. Have you read this? That's I mean, me. it's really That's rather me. good. <laughs> I, I walk past. I don't like walking past the theatre. It's so embarrassing. So just to get the, the business out of the way, if someone went, wants to go and see, it's at the Trafalgar Studios, Trafalgar Square. Yeah. What, what time is it on? 7.30 at night. And is, is that quite unusual for... No. <laughs> yeah, 7.30 in the morning would be nightmarish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder how many you'd get in. <laughs> Some people they, have the that producers, store yes, the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival, don't they? <laughs> they yeah, do. that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, so it's um, eight shows a week and it's going really well and it's a great night in the theatre. And mm. how long have they got to see it? Another six weeks, did you Five say? weeks, five weeks, sorry. Mm. OK, mm. We'll, we'll talk more after this. Absolute Radio. Jane Turner is with us. And uh, Jane is in the West End at the moment in Holding the Man at Trafalgar Studios. So, Jane, um, you're doing... Are you doing a matinee today? Yes, 2 o'clock, 2.30. Come along. I feel bad that we've got you up this early to... And I've got two shows, have five shows in three days. Now, am I right that you... When this play started in Australia, you weren't in the original cast? No, I wasn't. So you were brought in to star it up a bit? I I was. Yeah, because that happened to me once. And I don't know about you, I had universal resentment from the rest of the cast. I had a very difficult time. Um, I think think they're sort of rubbing their hands because I have to go and do publicity. Oh, well, that's true. That is the plot. Not that I mind. Not that I mind. I love it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I found that... um, 
Well, their mate had been dropped from the park to bring me in. As oh, well, see, so. this is all new cast. Only the two original leads. Oh, okay, that's I mean, okay. So. I mean, I walked into a, 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 a it was a nest of vipers. Ooh, you can yeah. imagine, Jane. Ooh, yeah, look at him; he thinks he's so good. Look yeah, him, yeah. So, and do you get that thing where the uh, understudies are sort of watching you to see if you're looking ill? Yeah. We have a lot of... No, they don't watch us to look at it. But I've never worked with... Under, had understudies all the time there. They have to come to the theatre every night. Yeah. Have, I've never experienced it. That's sort of amazing. I think, God, what a gig. What a shocking gig. Well, it is because they just mill around. I used to feel quite guilty because I got friendly with them, but then I'd find myself talking about, you know, I'm on in a minute, and they'd look at me with big, sad eyes because <laughs> they worked. And they kick you. Exactly. You know. yeah, so. yeah. So, look, we can't, uh, we can't have you on without mentioning Kath and Kim. I suppose you, you hate talking about it, do you? No, it's all right. Okay. Um, my girlfriend, can I say, is the biggest fan of Kath and Kim. Oh, she's a good. Ever. She's obviously got she, fantastic taste. We got in last night, and she says you're going to have to swat up if you got Jane on, and she got the box sets out. <laughs> and uh, it's an incredible. You, now you wrote Kath and Kim. Yeah, we Gina and I wrote it, and you also produced it and produced it, and we're all over it like a rash. Yeah, how did you get that much power? Being um, a woman. Being ruthless. No, being, being a bitch. Being, or just being any... It's difficult to walk into a TV company and say, yeah, we've written this and we want to produce it. Especially with, com- with te- telly and comedy is just male, men, men, men. Yeah. But no, though, we had good people to work with and um, they sort of came to us and said, have you got something? Because we'd done some shows before. We'd done produced two different sketch comedies, Big Girls Blouse and Something Stupid for Channel 7. And then the ABC were looking for something, so they came to us and um, we actually had a little idea and we wrote the part and they said it's rubbish we don't want it and we said did they really no they just said um well we had a few we had a bit of a rocky road to start a few sort of meetings where they're saying we just don't want two women yelling at each other we go when have you watched it have you looked at it it's not just yelling there's a lot of pathos and you know beauty and we, we do get on sometimes and it's funny and it's funny yeah we did have that we don't just want funny for half an hour that was one comment. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. I right. must remember. It's a comedy show. So I'm going to use that. We don't just want... And too many jokes. <laughs> too many jokes is like that thing that the bloke says to Mozart in Amadeus. Too many notes. Yeah, Mozart. too many notes. Too many jokes. Yeah, the human mind can only take so many jokes. <laughs> yeah, All good excuses. Isn't that hilarious? But it's, it's fabulous. I don't know quite how to describe what's really good about it. Because, as you say, it's not... It's not just the jokes and it's not just the performances. There's, there's, there's a sort of an energy to the programme, if you know what I mean. I think it's sort of a world. It like, is a world. Yeah, it's we've the way it's shot world. and everything. Yeah, well, we thought, um, because it is quite wordy, we thought we'd do it all, you know, handheld cameras. And we started it just when reality TV was coming in. It's sort of, did you see Sylvania Waters? Oh, I loved that. Well, we got this. Nolene. Yeah, Nolene and... and um, isn't that Jerry Halliwell's children's book? Sylvania <laughs> <laughs> so so families. Do you know what? I remember Sylvania so oh, yeah. Waters because the dad comes in at one point and he goes, is there any good reason why the television isn't on? Which I, thought was <laughs> I mean, that's it. that is Kathy Kim. That is, All right. yeah. yeah, and she was really piss elegant, wasn't she? Yeah, she and, was but, they, but she was very aware of the camera and then if the yeah. camera was on, she'd always... You know, put it up a notch, Nolene. She was very Kath, actually. So yeah. We sort of got the idea. And that's, that wasn't one of the first reality television shows. And so we loved it so much. So it's slightly homage to that. And oh, I think right. that has this incredible reality to it. And I think it's really quite real, actually. So um, I assume it changed your life, did it? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, were you already like, recognised in the street and stuff? Oh, not, no. Well, no, it's sort of well known in our own in our own milieu yeah. in my own street in my milieu um, I don't even know what that means um, I like it though <laughs> I think it's an absolute radio first milieu. Yeah. So, where were you when they first said milieu on absolute radio? <laughs> you'd be like John F. Kennedy getting shot <laughs> oh I don't know I'm sorry but, but now no, you're a big was, star in Australia you must be after that well yeah I guess the, the show it was really popular really successful so um, that was it was wonderful to have a show that people liked. And oh God, yeah, God. So, I, as I'm opposed still, to the opposite. Yeah, I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you can't have everything in life. Absolute Radio. We're with Jane Turner, who is in a play called Holding the Man at Trafalgar Studios. So you were saying what you do in your days. Because are you going out and doing all the sites and doing Buckingham Palace and the Tower of London and all that? No, yeah, I haven't. I feel I don't even know. Realise I'm in London. 
Sorry, I, I, I hadn't put your mic up. Oh, I, can have I was fun. swearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just fed up with you, Jane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I was to lying. You had to bleed out all my swear words. <laughs> um, yes, no, I don't do a lot of sightseeing because I'm, I'm just, I don't know, the theatre is, a, it sort of takes you over and you have to just, don't, you don't do much during the day, you just sort of loll about. You'll you, look back on that with terrible regret. You I know. Well, well I did go to the Natural History Museum the other day with my daughter. You could do that in Sydney. Yeah, I, know. I mean, a dinosaur is a dinosaur is a dinosaur. I know, but the building's I nice. The oh, building, you do feel like you're going to. You know, so you've got your family over here with you. I have my daughter here, one, and they've been coming and going. So um, that was a rotor system. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's. Um, yes, I have to. Can't get away from my motherly duties entirely, unfortunately. No, that's a that's a lovely thing. Yeah. So you were you were almost a lawyer, is that right? Well, I did law at uni, but I dropped out. Does that come in? I always think that would come in handy in life. If you park the car and someone comes and has a go at you, you'll be able to say, well, actually, according to bylaw 17, yeah. I can park you. <laughs> I know, but um, I married a lawyer instead, so oh, he's sorry. really good. He's you just phoned him. Yeah, I go, yeah, I go, yeah I'm, I'm actually very litigious, so don't cross me. <laughs> well, that is a great plus, though, being married to a lawyer. If somebody, you know mm. those moments when the neighbours slightly encroach on your land with their yeah. fence? Yeah. You'd be straight in there. And I'm a, I'm a horrible neighbour. No, I'm not. But I, it did come in handy when I had an argument with Prada over some shoes. Oh, did you? Oh, you sound like my kind oh, of woman. No, this is, you've no, got to carry they, on. They, they fell apart <laughs> after, like, two weeks, and then they were going to send them away to Hong Kong to get fixed. And I said, and I said they'll be back in, like, two months. I said, but they'll be out of fashion by then. <laughs> <laughs> They were really mean, mean to me, so I got my husband's office to read <gasps> up. Oh, you didn't send over a letter? I sent a letter. Oh, good on you. And did it work? <laughs> yeah, it worked, of course. I mean, what was going to wait two months for them to stick the buckles back on the shoes? Oh, my God, this has changed my life. I'm just going to send a legal letter any time anyone in a shop disagrees with me. She, I you, love it. she could put a lot of business your husband's way from now on. <laughs> yes, well, it's not really what he does, but... No, but there's something great about that, about this is... I mean, not that you're not exactly the little person, because you're a bit of a star, but I like the little person standing up to the yeah, enormous yeah. organisation. Yeah, and this is when I was younger and I'd spent all this money on this pair of shoes and, you know, and... and um, so, you know, it was a big investment and have them fall apart was very annoying. I'm sure the listeners are fascinated by that Well, I don't story. know. There might be people from Prada thinking, well, we'll, well send a loads of free stuff yes, to dude, win her I over. Do love, I do love Prada. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. It hasn't turned me off them. They've been wonderful ever since. <laughs> so are you planning ahead? Are the things after holding the man or do you, are you a person who just waits? Oh, this is the end. <laughs> oh, God, it's I wish I'd brought me. it up now. It's killed me. Um... Yes. No, I, I hopefully I do. We'll be doing something else after all. <laughs> you don't know what it is. Well, Gina and I are writing something else. But so. it's, it, now, I'm sure you get asked this a lot. Is Catherine Kim definitely gone now? It's definitely gone for now. Ah, so not definitely <laughs> gone. We can't say definitely gone because who knows? We might not ever come up with any other idea and we'll have to go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they now, the old Kathy Kim? Well, I mean, you could do the you could do the Christmas special. That's We've what done that. Over, oh, We've done, done that. We did special. the Kathy Kim code. Okay. Which was Christmas. Have you done, what about the only available on DVD one? Oh, I think we've done that too. You've done that? I think we're going to do a farewell. T- the, the movie? What about the movie? <laughs> the mov- yeah, well, there's the movie idea. We've thought of that. Because it was a series well, in America as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we did an American series that didn't quite work. Um, they never do, do they, those? Oh, the very office rare. The office did, but there's many yeah. that didn't. No. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. I don't know. It just didn't translate well. They wanted to make a sitcom of it, and it's really more of a comedy show. It's not going to run forever. And it's not going to be. It's sort of quite specific. I think. Yeah. It's um, appeal. But so. it's still. It's a special thing to have been involved in in a real classic. Series. It is. You must know. It is much loved. That, that, I mean, it's. A yeah. Really, well, we yeah. get. I get lots of fans and stuff. You know, writing letters and all that sort of stuff over here, which is wonderful. There's a real. You know, the autograph thing is really big here. We don't have that in America so much. In America, we're. A, <laughs> you forget where you live. That's true. Oh, that's a scary one. <laughs> Begins with A. a. Yeah. It's a long um, word. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it's it is. It's great. It's great to see that the Brit, you know British people love it. And do you have people at the stage door when you come yeah. out? Yeah. Do you know Kevin Spacey used to have like a letterbox thing, and he used to sign. They used to pass him things through a hole, and he used to he used to sign them and pass them back. So he didn't have to see. Just people. to keep a little bit of distance. Yeah, no. I'm you don't com- do that. I, maybe I should do that. No, <laughs> no they're Basically, lovely. People are yeah. wonderful. They're so sweet. They will come. Yeah, I don't mind doing that. No. Good. Well, if you want to see Jane in holding the At the, the stage man, door, I'll be there. No, at the stage door. <laughs> sure, you'll be there at about four o'clock this afternoon. Four o'clock. <laughs> um, and then you'll have a bit of spare time. You'll be able to talk to them for ages. Maybe go for a drink. <laughs> 
So uh, Jane <laughs> is on until April. No, not till April. It started in April. <laughs> when does it end? July. It ends in July. So July. go to the Trafalgar Studios. It's seven thirty in the evenings, and there's matinees and stuff. And Jane in holding the man. It's had great reviews, and. Um, Jane's in it. It's going to be pretty good, let's face it. So, Jen, it's been fabulous talking to you. Thanks, Thanks for coming Frank. in this early. I hope, I hope we haven't sort of tired you out for your two shows. No, I'll be fine. But, hey, Dr Footlights. Dr Footlights. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We have a lovely text message from, um, no name, but 813 as the last three digits. <laughs> I hate the way you all just read out the digits. It's really I like, sinister. I, I like it. <laughs> Um, fave World War Two moment. I would have liked to have been in the Africa campaign for the Allies. Oh, purely, me too, actually. <laughs> purely because Spike Milligan was there. <laughs> there must be easier ways to meet Spike Milligan than after yeah, fight Rommel's yeah. deathly wrote, troops. In his book, he said he had a bit of a rough time. Did he? Yeah. Well, what so what internal that is. <laughs> I don't need the Milligan caveat. I'm happy just with the Africa campaign on its own. The Milligan Caveat, then again, a great band. <laughs> I saw them at the Isle of Wight. Oh, I've mentioned Isle of Wight again. We had a couple of texts in as well. Um, Hi, Frank and Co. Took me ages to suss out that sprouts were not baby cabbages. This is Eureka moments, I should say. Idiotic mm. Eureka moments. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I was about 35 when I realised that they were not cabbages. So he felt oh. if they left, they would grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I can see that. Um, we also had a really nice uh, text in from Andrew on the Sunshine Coast in Australia, who was really excited. He was He's on a Sunshine Coach. No, <laughs> oh, sorry. He was listening to Jane. He said it was very nice to hear an Aussie voice, and he's also noticed there's a bit of a she- checkered shirt thing happening in the studio today. I'm the only one not wearing a checkered shirt. Where is he at? Did he say? In the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And it's nice to hear an Aussie voice. Yes, because our guest was Australian. Yeah, but if he's in the Sunshine Coast, <laughs> why doesn't he just listen to those around him? Well, he hasn't thought it through, the, the listening to voices thing. Did you hear that uh, Britney Spears says she wants to do a duet with Robbie Williams? Does oh. she? Take it from me, it's the kiss of death. <laughs> OK, so... Um, <laughs> Ross Williams is up next. No, 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 Ben Johnson. Oh, ben, I forgot his name. Ben, ben Johnson, Johnson the disgraced former sprinter. Ben Johnson is a, isn't he a Tudor playwright as well? <laughs> no, Ben Jones today. I, I miss, I miss the little, I know. the little baseball cap and the sort of chipmunk smile ne- next door. Oh, I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite a Williams fan though. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, God, Ross, it, Ross coming in. It's like it's a bit like royalty arriving. Yeah, it is compared to Ben anyway. But um, that was a joke. I love Ben, but he likes that leg pulling. I know, but he's like a little page, isn't he? That was his role. Is he like a little page? Yeah. (laughs) Well, he can turn. (laughs) (laughs) And and Ross is going to have. He's going to be giving away tickets to guess what? Um, bitch fest. (laughs) No. Not bitch fest. I think Emily's giving away tickets. I've told you I'm performing. No, what is it going to be? Is it not Glastonbury? Come on, not guessing. Glastonbury. Is um, it to a, a model village? Festival. No. no. The I'm Isle of Wight. It's the Isle of Wight festival. Oh, yeah. oh we should have known, shouldn't we? And um, is it a freak show? <laughs> what the Isle, Isle of Wight festival? No. Why did it? you say that? Why? Because it's on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> We, are so, we have listeners on the Isle of Wight yeah. that they live for this programme. Well, what else would they live for? Oh, I like the Isle of Wight. Festival, Why? I suppose. Yeah, so um, that's it. That's all. The, we never even talked about Sarah Ferguson. Can you believe that? And Mick Hocknell is joining Faces. Did you see that? Mick Hocknell's going to join a band. Why did you make that association? Just because they're both redheads. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Mick Hocknell shouldn't be in a band called Faces. That's just drawing <laughs> attention to it, isn't it? Chris Evans is going to be on the one show. He's not ginger anymore. Ginger He's white. Update, uh, white as snow. Oh, is he? Okay. Yes, he will be with that job. I think he has two, two <laughs> snowy owls live on his head. Oh, God, we've just gone into a terrible spiral. Ro- Ross, Ross is looking angrily at the window. <laughs> giving me that cockthroat sign. Oh, well, best get on. Um, that, that's about all from us. Thanks for listening. Good day to you. Absolute Radio.